All right, so we are live. Good evening. Is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist? Remember, if you have been overwhelmed by this healthcare system, underappreciated by this healthcare system, been looking for a voice reason, it is yours truly, Dr. Barry. This week on this episode of Real Physician Reacts, we are going to be, uh, it's going to be get a little, I don't want to say a little political, right? Because obviously, one, I'm not afraid to get political, which I know a lot of my healthcare colleagues may be of concern, right? Because I see that happen a lot. Like they don't, you know, certain things you want to talk about the doctor's lounge is politics. I actually love talking about it because I want to make sure we are out in the open on how we feel and why we feel the way we feel. So tonight I'm going to be talking about how politics and the primaries kind of tie in into healthcare. So if you remember about a couple months ago, right, we did a episode on the overturning of Roe versus Wade, uh, Roe v. Wade, like the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And the, the discussion at that time was what are healthcare providers like myself and others across the country going to do to protect those in need? Because just because they overturned it, AKA saying that, hey, you know, from a federal standpoint, we're not gonna protect women's rights, we're gonna leave it up to the states. and as we should, a lot of us got very fearful because we knew that there were a lot of states who could not wait to turn back the clock and rip away white rights from uh, women across the country. We knew that to the point where we had certain states that the second it got overturned in the Supreme Court, they automatically had laws in place to shut things down. So I put a call out in, uh, I think it was like June or July. I, forget what, yeah, I think it was a couple months ago. I'll put a link in the description. A few months ago, we talked about how healthcare providers were going to have to be at the forefront, educating our communities in how to protect themselves, protect their families and protect, uh, you know, children uh, or unborn children um, as we move forward, especially depending on the locale, the location of the patient. You can have certain states where they are open, they're willing and with open arms to take care of everyone in need. And we had others who we knew that they were going to be like, nah, I, like this is what I was waiting for. Even though I say don't mix religion uh, with the government, I'm mixing religion with the government, especially if it's my religion. Whole nother discussion there. So we had Roe v. Wade being overturned, and it caused a groundswell of enthusiasm and support for midterms that, if you ask me, I don't think would have been there without that event. Now, I'm not saying that we wouldn't have shown out um, and we wouldn't have shown to the, gone to the polls, but I think there was a certain level of energy when women's rights were on the ballots. And women's rights were having to be defended on a day-in, day-out basis, depending on the city, state uh, that you live in, that drove a lot more people to vote. And it's not just me. When we look at exit polls, we see exit polls saying, hey, obviously the economy and inflation was the number one priority, but women's rights and abortion rights uh, were like number two, uh, depending on which polls you're looking at, as far as the reasons why people were going to vote. So tonight we're going to be talking about uh, an article off of, looks like CBS News, uh, about how four or five different states had the actual question on the ballot of, 
abortion rights and whether you wanted to protect it or enforce uh, these anti-abortion um, related rules uh, on women. So let's 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 fast forward. Let's uh, let me share my screen so we can uh, get to where we need to. Okay, and then hopefully you guys. In fact, let me let me uh, upsize my screen so you can. That way you can focus on what you need to read, right? So uh, voters in at least four states voted to protect abortion access through measures on the ballot in Tuesday's midterm elections. CBS News estimates scoring victories for abortion rights advocates who were who worked urgency to preserve the right to end pregnancy in the wake of Supreme Court decision uh, earlier this year. So the states that were mentioned, California, Michigan, Vermont, Kentucky, and Montana, all had... Uh, ballots saying, hey, what do you want to do about this? Right. Let me uh, show myself. So, again, this is what I talk about. Right. When we talk about this aspect and this is why, as a physician, we don't have the ability to act like that we shouldn't be in politics. Like we can't operate in this cocoon that, oh, I'm just going to take care of my patient in front of me and politics doesn't matter. As a physician, the reason why, again, I'm I'm a fairly young physician, right? But the reason why we are in the position that we are in is because when it became, when it, when it got to the point where we had to stand up and get into these rooms where political decisions were making, we were like, ah, I'm okay. The same way where when the insurance companies and these businesses started coming around and say, hey, you know what? You focus on the patient. We'll take care of the, the mundane paperwork. And next thing you know, we're all employees that is the same way it occurred in politics. So as a physician, uh, I encourage all of my physicians, whichever side of the aisle you fall on, I encourage all of my physicians and healthcare providers to be much more politically involved because your decision, and more importantly, your indecision is going to affect the patient in front of you and affect the, the, uh, affect the uh, patients you are supposed to be taking care of in your community, right? So let's go back to uh, the article. Let's open it. Maybe I can actually see me. So let's get here. So um, abortion rights, again, we're uh, in California, Michigan, uh, Vermont, uh, Kentucky, Montana. That's where they were looking for, right? So it talked about the ballot measures in Kentucky and Montana sought to limit abortion access, right? So this is, this is one of those things when we talk about politics uh, trying to play tricks on you. So you would think that if people were going to the uh, to the ballot to vote, it'd be to say, hey, you know what? Do we want to continue it? But like the way Kentucky and Montana formulated their initiatives, hey, we want you to go and try to restrict access. In fact, we're actually wanting you to go vote to restrict more access. So if you are an uninformed voter, you may be voting. And I'm pretty sure, again, I'm not in those states, so I don't want to lie on them. But if, you know, if they work the way Florida politics work, there's probably, I'm pretty sure there's people in those states running campaigns, running ads, tricking people to thinking, hey, if you vote for this, you're actually voting for women's rights. Like, I'm pretty sure that was the case. Fortunately, we had enough people on the ground, on, in the radio, on TVs, wherever they were at, letting educating folks, say, hey, 
this is one you're going to want to vote no against, right? So let's uh, concerns about abortion access reached their apex at the Supreme Court conservative majority in June. This was in June, wiped away constitutional right to an abortion, leaving issue to elected officials in the states. And this is what I kind of mentioned. Once Roe v. Wade got overturned, they essentially forced the hand. They essentially forced the hand of the constituents in every state to have to fight for women's rights. And fortunately, we had plenty of states across, I don't want to say plenty, but we had a good amount of states that said, hey, you know, we are here for the women. We are here to protect the women. And you had others who were like, hey, we're not about none of that. Like, get that out of here. Like, again, mixing religion and politics. Like, I'm going to mix my religion because I think my religion is the best. And you have to follow the rules of my religion. That's what occurred with this instance here. So kind of, again, kind of focusing back on uh, what, what happened. So let's give a breakdown of the states and how the states went, right? Again, it was a great night for women's rights. Again, we have five other states that, as you can see, um, say, yes, we're okay uh, with doing it, right? So we know in this, and I want to kind of focus on this, because I'm not sure if people realize it. In the state of Kansas, there was a proposed constitutional amendment to remove the right to an abortion, and they got that out of there, right? So the folks in Canada say, hey, you're trying to do an amendment to allow um, the right for an abortion, and the voters said no. And this is, again, this, again, we're not a political uh, show, but again, this is one of those things where as a healthcare provider, and you're taking care of women and women having to make that choice, and here you have a Supreme Court um, essentially remove that uh, right from them, the fact that they didn't think that this would galvanize people to do work uh, is very bothersome to me and definitely very short-sighted, but I think, you know, uh, again, I'm neither here or there, right? So let's talk about uh, in Vermont. So in Vermont, measure proposed an amendment to the state constitution establishing the right to personal reproductive anonymity, right? So again, this is essentially saying, hey, I want to give women the right to their personal choice. And when we talk about abortion, abortion is a woman's choice. I, Dr. Barry Pierre, if I was some elected official, should not have the right to be telling a woman that, hey, you got to carry this pregnancy because my Christian-based um, religion says you got to do it, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense in a world that a state elected official could do it, right? If the even if I'm the person, right, even if I'm their physician, right, let's break it down even further. If I'm a physician, I should not be out here telling women what to do with their bodies, right? And that includes carrying a child, hopefully safely. That includes carrying a child, hopefully safely for nine plus months, right? Again, it's just, it boggles my mind when I look at it from the outside in that there are people who are actually actually championing the fact that we do not want to give women the rights to their own body and we want to make them carry uh, that baby. Regardless, we don't care if the baby's going to kill them. We don't care if they don't want the baby. We don't care if it was by rape or incest. We want to make sure that you got to carry that baby. Those same people, and this is what tripped me out, and we kind of talked about this on a previous video. Those same people do not fight uh, to make sure that everyone has equal access to prenatal care. They do not make sure they do not fight to make sure that if you do happen to carry that baby for nine plus months, that everyone has access to daycare, uh, diapers, uh, you know, diapers are crazy expensive right now, wipes, all of the items that you would need. And even better, 
making sure that the house that the baby's going to live in is affordable, make sure that the house that baby's going to live in um, has good, you know, uh, environmental standards for a kid like they that for them, that means absolutely nothing. They want to be able to control your body, control everything about it until that baby uh, comes out and they say, oh, you're on your own. Like that just is a very mind boggling process of it all. Again, obviously, I don't understand it because I'm not on their side. If you if you didn't know, like I'm not on their side, so I can't even fathom. Uh, you know, being confident enough to sit here on any type of podium and make those decisions. But there's a lot of people who are for various reasons. And fortunately, you have people across the country who's got the energy to say, you know what, if I got to defeat this at the state level, I'm going to defeat this at the state level because I know that Supreme Court is on some BS, right? So that was Vermont saying, hey, we want to give uh, women right for their personal which essentially means their personal choice, right? So, and then they added it to constitution. Again, we, we love uh, Vermont for that. Uh, Michigan, Michigan actually had a great night from a, um, uh, you know, uh, election related standpoint, but that's another discussion. The projected success of Michigan's measure is a resounding win for abortion rights supporters in the state who spearheaded a signature drive to get to initiative on the November ballot and went to the Michigan Supreme Court uh, after it was deadlocked. With his projected approval, the state constitution will be amended to establish the right to make and carry all decisions about pregnancy, among them prenatal care, childbirth, postpartum care, contraception, abortion, and infertility. Allow the state to regulate uh, abortion after fetal viability between 22 to 24 weeks, but not prohibit abortion if it's medically needed uh, to protect a patient's life or physical or mental health. I uh, love that. Uh, forbid prosecution. This is a big one. Forbid prosecution of an individual uh, for exercising the new established right to reproductive freedom or an individual helping a pregnant woman. Let's stop there. Right. Let's 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 big. Let's big myself up right there. They actually we actually have to go out here making rules saying, hey, to the women who say, you know, what, I'm going to exercise my right not to have this baby. Like we're going to protect you so no one can't throw you in jail. And I wish, I wish y'all that I was joking that there are states out here who are making it a point to be able to throw women in jail who try to exercise their right for an abortion. More importantly, and you saw the second part, throw the person who, like the physician, right? Again, this is, again, this is as a physician, as a healthcare provider, why you can't sit here idle, right? You can't sit here acting like everything is okay and you got nothing to do with you. Right. Like it just get just bogs my mind. But we actually have to put in laws to say, hey, you know what? Not only can you not go after the women exercising their right, you also can't go after the healthcare provider who's providing that service. Right. Like, again, it again boggles my mind that we have to do it. But, you know, it, it is it, it is what it is from that standpoint there. So let's. uh Let's go on. Shout, again, shout out to Michigan and invalidate any existing state laws that conflict. So it essentially says they're saying, hey, and if you got a state law out here that's trying to um, combat this, we're getting that out of there. So, again, shout out uh, to Michigan. Like I said, Michigan had, did a great job um, from their standpoint. California, we already know California is usually the front runner and things like this. The ballot measure calls for a California constitution to be amended to include the right to reproductive freedom, which includes the right to choose to have an abortion and the right to contraceptives. 
Uh, vote approval proposition one gives the green light for the new section, which reads the state shall not deny or interfere with individuals reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and a fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. Right. Again, we, we got to again, this this is America. Uh, this is America, y'all. A country where our states individually have to fight for the ability for the ability for the women to say, you know what, I don't want this child and I don't want your contraceptions. You can't force that on me. And and I said, you know, I've, I've talked about this on some other social media platforms. The easiest way, the easiest way to make, um, you know, this, again, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. The easiest way to have men understanding how crazy all of this is is if we started saying, hey, you know what? If you're a man and you're of, you could be of, you, you could, you know, you, you could be producing sperm and get someone pregnant, you have to get a vasectomy until it's time for you to decide that, hey, you know what? I want to start having children. And then you need someone like me to say, you know what? Uh, it's okay. You can have children. That is what we are doing to the women in this country here. But when I, I, I'm seeing men, and I'm even seeing women too, right, actually argue that it's okay for us to do it to women, but like they like try to even suggest doing it for men, and it's at, like it's it's a non-starter. Like the amount of people when I said I made a, I think it was a TikTok. The amount of people when I suggested that we should require all men to get vasectomies until a state elected official says it's okay for them to have a baby. The amount of people who suddenly became urologists overnight and telling me about, oh, but vasectomies are not uh, irreversible all the time. You could have this and you can have that. Totally. I mean, when, when we talk about missing the point, totally missing the point that having a baby is not a carefree process for nine months. Like having a baby is not a process where you can go and it's, it's going to be all rose until baby comes out. Like totally ignoring that. But okay, subjecting women to that type of abuse. I got to call it abuse, y'all. Uh, uh, okay, well, subjecting women to that type of abuse for nine plus months for some religious related doctrine. But like even suggest us clipping men and making them. So that they can't have any children till they till we know that they're physically, mentally, and hey, let's let's go all the way down, financially ready to have a baby. Like even that suggestion, they want no parts of it whatsoever, y'all. Like yeah, just a just the level of craziness that you know, unfortunately, women have to deal with in this country. Fortunately, we have states across this country fighting it, right? So Kentucky, Kentucky was one of those ones that they rejected. Now, remember, for Kentucky, it was actually important to reject because Kentucky is definitely one of those, you know, conservative type states um, who got no problem going full born. Like, I want to take every woman's rights away. Fortunately, they were saying, hey, get that out of there. They said, don't even try to bring that uh, on, on our ballot here. Right. So, again, the question before Kentucky voters was whether to amend the state constitution to declare that it does not protect the right to an abortion and to prohibit state funding for abortion, the measure was defeated. So apparently Kentucky state constitution has it in their constitution that they're supposed to protect the right to an abortion. They wanted to remove it. They wanted it to get out of there 
right? So they could be even more stringent on women's rights. Fortunately, uh, the voters in Kentucky said, get up out of here. We're not, we're not having it. Now, uh, Montana uh, is another state that they haven't called uh, yet. So we don't know the final results. But again, Montana is another one. Uh, the legislative referendum before Montana, Montana voters asked them to adopt the Born Alive Infant Protection Act, which declares infants born alive, including after an abortion, are legal persons. Now, think of, let's think about this. Right? Let's let's think about Montana, what Montana wants us to do. Montana wants us to. And in fact, let me let me big myself up so y'all can y'all can see me. Montana wants us to act like the second you get pregnant, that is a legal person, like, boom, which means you, can, which means no abortion. Like, you can't do it because they're a legal person, which is essentially what they're essentially saying. Now, the question I want to ask is, all right, if they're a legal person, does that mean that a person who gets pregnant on, you know, let's say, December 5th is able to claim that, that pregnancy as a, a dependent for their taxes? Right. Is, is that what you're saying? Like, like how like does that mean that the person who gets pregnant is able to put someone else on child support for nine plus months until the day? Like, is that what you're saying? Like, like, how far do you want to go when you like, does this person have to pay taxes? Like we can go fully to the abyss when you're wanting to do stupid stuff like this. Uh, fortunately, we'll, we'll, we have to wait and see what uh, Montana is thinking about. But again, this is the mindset, y'all of those who are against women's rights. I don't call them pro, I don't call them pro life. They're not pro life cuz they don't actually care about the women's life, right? Those who are against women's rights, like that side, like this is their mindset. Like they wanted to make it so that we're going to snatch the choice out of those who can't afford, you know, the the actual taking care of a pregnancy can't get to a, a you know can't get to the doctors regularly can't afford having a child they you know like whatever reason right and i don't even want to be making up reasons why someone would want abortion cuz guess what the only reason someone needs to have an abortion is cuz they want to have it like let's pause right there the only reason someone needs to have for having an abortion is cuz they want one and me as a physician, if I was some elected official, like, like, there's no way I should be able to say like, nah, 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 like in, in you know, in, in this book, in this book here, it says it's, you know, it's, it's immoral uh, for you to have it, right? It's more for you to have the abortion. So you got to carry it out. Oh, you can't afford childcare. Doesn't matter, right? Oh, um, it's going to really mess up uh, your, your career. Oh, oh, you don't want it. Just, you just don't want it. Like, like it's it's crazy that I would even have some ability as a physician, as a healthcare provider, as some random elected official who doesn't know this person, to be able to say like, "Nah, you got to have that baby." And we already talked about the conspiracy that those who you know are very stringent on these types of rules, especially politicians alike, they understand that they can also afford to go to places where they're not as stringent. But you may be in a community where they can't just do that. So you could be a politician, you know, have someone on the side, you know, like Herschel Walker, right? You can have someone on the side and say, oh, I don't want this baby. Get, get the baby out of here. And you can afford to do that. But people can't just afford to do that. They can't afford to go to a different state to, you know, for a weekend, have a procedure and come back like nothing, like nothing happened. They can't just afford to get up and go. They don't have that ability. 
So you want to go ahead and just remove and rip that ability from them uh, because of your because the book that you read says that it's immoral. Again, just a different different level of audacity, if you if you ask me. Uh, but again, a lot of people came out to the polls. All right, so yeah, so that's that's the new one, right? So again, let me uh stop sharing my stop sharing my thing here. So again, this is as as. As a healthcare provider, as a healthcare provider, one who is pro-patient, I understand, I've been understood it, but I understand that I don't have the ability to sit on the side when politics are at play. Because when politics are at play and they affect the patient that I got to take care of in front of me, like I, I, I have to do more. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. I'm excited that we have you know, this, the blueprint, right? Cause that's what's happening now, right? This is what, this is what's occurring now that, you know, with Kansas, with California, Vermont, all that. now that we have a blueprint to say, Hey, this is what they did to, you know, make sure that at least within their state that was protected. Oh, we got to do it in our state as well. Like we got to do that. We got to bring it over here to make sure that we are protected as well. Again, I, I love, I love everything about what's happening here. And um, I'm excited because I think it's an energy that, especially those who you know, you know, if you're if you're a Democrat, right, or a Democrat or independent, and you definitely wasn't team like you know anti women's choice. Like this is this if this is the energy needed to get out to the polls and vote, and, and understand how important it is to vote, and which is a discussion that I, I still see we have where some people be like. Uh, what does it matter? What is it more? You know, if, if, if why is voting important? This this is why voting important because again, even even if you live in like a red state, you know, like a Florida or like a Texas or Ohio, um, and you know that yeah, I'm a vote, you know, blue, but then you know they're still you know the majority. Like understand that you may have to start and hey, let me make sure that the area, the city that I'm in is blue. Maybe make sure that the, the county of Maine was blue. And let me just work my way up. It's a, it's a process. But now that we're having to understand on a, you know, again, a nationwide stance that, you know, it took, it, it took six people. It took six people to overturn Roe v. Wade because they put the, 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 the tools in motion. So we have to understand as, as just healthcare providers, uh, when our patients have the questions, because they will have the questions, one, make sure you're a healthcare provider that a patient can actually come to and say, hey, doc, like I'm pregnant, but I don't want the baby, right? Like make sure you're open like that. Even, even if you're, you're, your religious background says like, uh, you know, the, the old book says no, then that means you need to be conscious enough to say, hey, you know what? You know, maybe I unfortunately I can't do, but let me refer you to someone who can. You have to be able to do that uh, for the good of your patients because this is what you signed up for, right? If you if you signed up to be a healthcare provider, you signed up to take care of patients um, from all walks of life. I did I did a TikTok uh, a week or so, a couple weeks ago, um, where I talked about how like it don't matter, it don't matter if you're red, you're blue, you're purple. If it it don't matter if your ideologies are much stark difference from mine. If you come to see me, I got to take care of you. Like, that's what I signed up for. So I'm not going to let any personal ideologies of mine affect who I take care of in front of me. 
So if you coming in and say, hey, Dr. Pierre, I need help. I need this. Even if it doesn't match with my ideology, I have to be able to refer you to someone else that it does. Like that's that's the oath we take. I hope we took to take care of others who need to be taken care of. Yes. So again, shout out to, you know, shout out to those states who and all the people who came out and all the people who organized because I know it doesn't just start. Uh, you know, from the top, I know there was a lot of organization, a lot of ads, a lot of a lot of just talk going out there. A lot of, you know, text messages. Like my text messages were being blown up over the past couple weeks. I don't mind. Like I said, they they got the energy. I got the energy for them, too. Uh, but shout out to them who understood how important this is. Not necessary for them. Right. Maybe they're not going to be directly affected, but they understand that if they take care of it, maybe, uh, you know, the, the generation behind them is much more protected because unfortunately right now you know because of the way things are happening our generation and you know the way we're seeing politics the way life is happening around us you know we're kind of low-key drowning right so we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do right so again i'm yours truly dr barry pierre again shout out to those states for protecting uh women protecting women's rights um uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this serves as a blueprint for other states uh to move forward and to protect others, right? So again, yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, and I'm gonna see you guys next week.